Welcome to Kids Church Online. I'm so glad that you are here today. This is a very special Sunday. This Sunday is called Pentecost Sunday. And what that means it is 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead and something amazing happened that rocked the world and is still rocking the world today. So I hope you are ready to receive what we have for you that we believe God gave us today, but you're going to need your Bible. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go get your Bible, a pen and a paper, and we'll meet you right back. guys how are you hey you have this best friend like oh ever best friend you go to the movies together you stay over at each other's house you whisper secrets you I mean you are each other's butt where one is your shoulder to shoulder and it's really good to have a friend like that isn't it but let's say your friend is moving that's, that would be sad, but your friend said, don't worry, I'm going to give you a present so that you will remember me by. So, well, present. And you're like, oh, what, what, what? What? Oh, a broth? It's not even got a soda in it. A mouse trap? Who would give a good friend a mouse trap? That, ooh. But a good friend would give you this kind of present. Let's see what this is. Oh, look at this. It's a picture of you and your friend. Every time you looked at that, you'd go, oh man, I remember all the good times. I remember my friend. And that would be a good friend present. Today, we're going to talk about a promise Jesus gave to his followers, a gift that would help them and help them remember. Okay, we are ready for our scripture verse for today. And if you will open your Bibles, find the book of Acts, A-C-T-S, and that's in the New Testament. We're going to look for chapter 1, the big number 1, and the little number 8. When you find it, underline it, and come right back. Okay, I hope you found that verse. So I'm going to read this with you. You can go ahead and read along with me on this, and then we're going to explain it, starting with Acts, Acts 1, 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Okay, maybe you've heard this one before, but it's a very important verse in the Bible. So Jesus was with his disciples after the resurrection and he was about to be taken up in the air and he wanted them to understand that he wasn't going to leave them alone even though he's not going to be there physically he was going to send a helper 
And that helper is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third part of God. We have God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is what Jesus promised he would send to help us. So what do you think the word power means? Do you think it means, boom, I can beat up people? Or do you think it means, you stick your finger in a light socket? No. What that means is that Jesus saying he would send his Holy Spirit, who's going to give us the power to be bold and strong when telling people about Jesus. He was going to give us the power that he had to raise people from the dead, to heal people. He promised that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit would come on them, that they would do even more amazing things than what he did. And so this promise should excite us because it didn't, it wasn't a one-time event. It's for all people who believe in him and have received Jesus into their life. Now it says, I'm going to make you witnesses to tell people about me. What's a witness? Well, if you are in a car and you see somebody get hit by a truck, you are a witness. You saw something. Or if you were at a store and you saw someone steal something, you are a witness. Or maybe you're at a wedding and you see the husband and wife exchange vows and they kiss each other. You are a witness to their wedding. It means you see something. So when this verse says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. He's talking about the whole entire world. Everywhere. That means right here in this town of Granbury in your neighborhood. That means going to Fort Worth in Dallas. That means going to Canada or Mexico or Japan, wherever you might be, that power of the Holy Spirit is yours to be witnesses and to be empowered to do the same kind of miracles Jesus did. So we're going to say this three different ways. And the first way we're going to say it is popcorn style. All right, so here's how we do it. If there's more than one person there, you decide which team they're going to be on and you and the other person, you're going to hop up and down every other word. Okay, are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Acts 1, 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Very good. That was a lot of exercise. Woo, are you out of breath? Okay. The next way we are going to tell this verse is by standing on one foot. Are we right? Are you ready? One, two, three. Acts 1, 8, 
you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Oh, that was good. All right. Now this time, I want you to do it in the lowest voice you can. And I, when we say power, I want you to go power. Are you ready? One, two, three. Acts 1, 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. How low did you go? Well, I hope that as you listen to the rest of our kids' church today, you will receive God's power, the Holy Spirit. Hey, we already talked about how we are celebrating and teaching about Pentecost Sunday. So I have an illustration uh, I want to show you. Jesus told his disciples when he was with them that he was going to go away soon. And not to worry because he was going to send the gift of the Holy Spirit to his followers. The disciples had no clue what he was talking about. They thought that he was going to be the king, the rescuer, and that everything was going to be destroyed and put right at that time. So can you imagine how shocked they were when he died? And then how excitedly shocked they were when he rose again. So when he went up into heaven, he promised them. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and go to this room and pray and wait and the Holy Spirit will come on you. Now, the disciples still did not quite understand what he was talking about, but Jesus had taught throughout the whole time he was with them things about the Holy Spirit. And one of the things he said, if you have a son who wants a fish, like, Dad, would you please catch some fish so I can have a fish sandwich? Well, the dad isn't going to go out and get him a snake, is he? Or what if another kid says, I am so hungry, I could really go for an egg. Well, if the dad went out and got him a scorpion instead, ah, that'd be terrible. At another place in the book of Matthew, he said, what father, when his son asked for a piece of bread, would give him a rock instead? I mean, that would break some teeth, wouldn't it? Jesus was kind of making this exaggerated illustration, but the point of it was, in Matthew 7, he said, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts, to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Ooh, there's a clue right there. If we belong to Him, we only need to ask for the Holy Spirit. And our good, good Heavenly Father will give us the Holy Spirit. And that's a promise. So, ten days after Jesus had gone up into heaven, the disciples were gathered in that upper room and everyone was praying and then something amazingly exciting happened. 
We're going to find out about that in a minute. But I want you to remember this. It was not a one-time event. Because the Holy Spirit is promised to us if we ask. Hi guys, Miss Lois here with another story from Scripture. Go and find your Bibles. Go ahead and open up to the book of Acts. And then find chapter 2. When you're in chapter 2, read verses 1 through 21. And when you get done, come back and sit down and listen while I tell you this story. It's the story of the day of Pentecost. Okay, I hope you're back. Here goes my story. Now on the day of Pentecost, many of Jesus' followers were gathered together in this house in Jerusalem. And they heard this mighty rushing wind came from heaven and filled the house. And they saw something that looked like flames, tongues of fire. And it came to rest on each one's head. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other languages, languages that they didn't even know. Now, there were lots of other people in town at that time, too. They were here for this celebration of Pentecost from all kinds of nations and all different countries around. And they each spoke different languages there. So while they were gathered in Jerusalem, you heard all these different languages. It would be like being somewhere and, and maybe you heard someone speaking uh, Japanese and, and they said, they said, Konnichiwa. Or maybe you heard someone speaking Russian and they might, they might say, Privet. Or maybe you heard people speaking French and, and they might say bonjour or, or possibly even Spanish. Maybe they might say buenos dias. Now, if it was me, of course, I would say something more like howdy, partner. But, but that's, that's not really the point. The point is, there were all these languages in this city. And these people who were speaking all these different languages heard the followers of Jesus. And what they heard just amazed them because they heard their own language being spoken by these people. They were shocked and amazed. They said, how can this be that we hear them speaking the wonders of God in our languages? What do you think this means? Now, there were other people there, too. There were people who heard this, but they didn't believe it. They didn't understand it. As a matter of fact, they even made fun of it. They said things like, I think they've been drinking too much wine. So Peter, he stood up and he said, let me explain. Listen, they, they have not been drinking wine. They are not drunk. No, this is what Joel prophesied when he said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. The young men and the young women, they'll prophesy. The young men will uh, see visions. The, the old men, they'll, they'll dream dreams. I will show my wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below before the coming day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. And on that day, 
there were more than 5,000 people who came to Jesus. Woo! So why do we need the Holy Spirit? Jesus' disciples and followers needed help. When Jesus left the earth, he went to heaven and then he wasn't here, so they needed a helper. They needed a teacher. They needed someone to give them power and boldness to go out and do the things that they saw Jesus do that they did with him when he was on the earth. So Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is a gift, a very good gift. Jesus knew that we needed the Holy Spirit to fight Satan and his demons. You know, he did not want to leave us powerless against things like sin and sickness oh addictions we're not powerless against that death and fearing death not powerless Bad habits, we need power for those. Oh, fear, anybody have that? We have power against fear. Lies, oh yes, lies can come and get us and wrap us in chains. Confusion, there's another chain, these are all change that can come against us but you know what through the holy spirit jesus gave us nine sticks of dynamite to destroy the works of the evil one and i'm going to show you what they are here let's start yeah this one prophecy is one gifts of healing workings of miracles Gift of faith. Word of knowledge. And word of wisdom. Discerning of spirits. These kind of go together. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. These are the nine sticks of dynamite. These are gifts. And all nine of these gifts are available to us as believers. Isn't that good news? These gifts came to the disciples and the followers of Jesus on the day of Pentecost. That day was a special day because they all got filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were given these powerful tools as gifts to fight against the enemy. So the gifts of Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, they set us free from things like sin. Prophecy, can the word of prophecy can come and it can set this person free of, <laughs> get rid of that sin. Oh yeah, there we go, throw that away. All right, the gifts of healing can be used to deliver this person from sickness. He's sick your sickness, sir. I think it's right here. 
just get rid of that with this powerful gift of healing. Then there's working of miracles. That can set us free from addictions. Oh yeah, right here. Let's get rid of his addictions. Miracles can do that. Throw those away. Oh, gift of faith. How powerful is this? That can come against death and fearing death. Let's see. I know death is on him somewhere. Oh, yes. We're going to get rid of that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Gone, gone. Next up, word of knowledge. That can help with bad habits. We can get a word from God that says, oh, I know you have a problem with this, and let's just get you freed of it. What like that? All right, then we've got word of wisdom. Wisdom can come and get rid of confusion. We've got confusion here somewhere. No, I think that's it. Yeah, we're Oh, we're getting down to it. That was it. Confusion's right here. Gone by the power of the Holy Spirit and all the chains with it. All right, discerning of spirits can help break the power of lies. There we go. Thank you, sir. Your lies gone by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have tongues and interpretation of tongues. That can come against confusion, which are already ripped off. And fear, we'll get rid of that too. This is what the power can do. Set this man free in the name of Jesus. Free, sir. Thank you. <laughs> do you know, kids, the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that Jesus gave us after he took away our sin. He knew that we needed the power of the Holy Spirit. And he wants us to receive the promise. It's available to all of us. He wants us to let the Holy Spirit come into our lives. He is a very good gift. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and hearing from God for several weeks. And we started out talking about Adam and Eve and how when God made them, he blew into their nostrils, into Adam's nostrils, the breath of life. And put the Holy Spirit inside of him. But Adam sinned and out went the Holy Spirit. But God made a promise to them. He said that there would be a Messiah that would come. And that the Messiah would stamp on Satan's head, on the snake's head. And the snake would bruise Jesus' heel. God promised that he would never leave us. Or forsake us but he would give us the Holy Spirit he knew that we needed the power of God the breath of God inside of us it's kind of like this I have this empty glass and before receiving Jesus my heart my life is kind of like this empty glass but when we come to him and when I when I said Jesus I need you I want you to come into my heart I need you in my life at that moment it's like the Holy Spirit. God put the Holy Spirit inside of me. Jesus said, if you drink of me, you will never thirst again. Now, he wasn't talking about this kind of water. He was saying, 
that it's a different kind of water. It's the spiritual kind of water. And he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So when we receive Jesus, he immediately fills us with the Holy Spirit. On the inside, we are born again and we are new creatures. We have a new identity. We have, we've been transformed and he works on us. He makes us lovers of God. And he says that out of this, out of the abundance, rivers will overflow. So it's kind of like this. When he gives us the Holy Spirit and we are filled up, it's like we have so much to give like this. It overflows. It's an abundance. You know, water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is compared to water. And I have here another way to illustrate this. Uh, when we are born again, the Spirit of God is inside of us. I have here a water balloon. It's inside of us. But Jesus said, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's a little bit different than being filled. Being baptized is you are totally and completely immersed in the water. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you, are, you have the power of God within you, and it's going to come out. And during that, that time when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's when you have the power to see people healed, to pray for people. You have faith, you have boldness, you uh, see miracles. You have the spiritual gifts that we are talking about. Now, Jesus, at his baptism, if you remember, we talked about his baptism last week. And John the Baptist was getting ready to baptize Jesus. And when he saw him, he said, oh, I am not even worthy to untie his sandals. But Jesus said to John, I want you to baptize me because I will baptize my followers with fire and power. And we talked about that. We talked about the fire that came down on the day of Pentecost and how the fire of the Holy Spirit is for us when we are baptized in his Holy Spirit. Now, God wants you. First of all, to know his son. He wants you to be forgiven. He wants you to experience the filling of the Holy Spirit. But there's more. He wants you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, when we have that baptism, when we, have, when we are consumed with God's fire, like the day of Pentecost, that's when we will see miracles. And God wants to use us to reach the whole world. That was the promise, that we would be filled with the Holy Ghost and we would reach the whole world with Jesus. And we need that power to be able to go out and tell people and to pray for them and see them healed and see them delivered and to see miracles. We need that power to be able to teach and live and talk. So right now, we're going to have that opportunity. First of all, if you have not received Jesus into your life, this is the time. I invite you to just say a simple prayer like this, Lord Jesus, 
I know I have sinned and I know I need you. Please come and take away my sin and fill me up with your Holy Spirit. If you prayed that prayer, then here's the next part. I want you to stand up with me. I want you to pray with me. So close your eyes so you're not distracted. Hey, mom and dad, grandparents, whoever's there with you, stand up and pray this prayer. Are you ready? We are going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and baptize us. Lord, I thank you that you sent your helper, the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you give us power to overcome the, the plans of Satan and you've given us power to do your works. I pray right now that you will baptize everyone listening in the power of the Holy Spirit. In your holy name, amen. That is who you 
when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. And that is who you are. 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 And that is who you are. And that is who you are. That is who you are. You are way maker. Miracle worker, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. We love you, Jesus. Now I want to remind you, you asked for it. Jesus said he would give it. I want you to pray and continue to pray and ask God to daily fill you up, baptize you in that Holy Spirit and get ready because there are going to be some gifts poured out on you like they were poured out on the disciples. God bless you. Go out there and tell others about Jesus.